So resuming in three, three, two, two. God, Joe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be recapping the Elite Dodgeball West Round 3 tournament that took place uh, last week. I'll get the dates later, and uh, I'll just go into the introductions. So, Joe, let's start with you, man. Hi, I'm Joe, uh, captain of the Smash. Generally good-looking dude. That's it. Last name, just in case people don't know who oh, you are. DeFuria. DeFuria. Everybody knows who I am. We'll see. That's that's definitely not true. And new to this season, but definitely not new to the podcast, Nick. Hey, everybody. Nick Factorin here, uh, player on Los Angeles Dodgeball Club and co-ed team is Arsenal. Awesome. LADC, so that was 8.5 and no sting, right? That's correct. Awesome. Well, I don't want to disappoint anybody, but I'm not intending to capture no sting, but I do want to talk about some of it. So... Um, I know that, that that hasn't really been the case in the, in the previous round, So, but if you guys feel something relevant is, is up for discussion, by all means, just throw it out there. So I'm kind of glad that we can kind of kind of cover it, but um, per usual, Open's going to be the, the main focus. But um, before we do that, we're, we're talking offline about a double catch that was missed, and um, as far as I know, there's only been two so far, one from uh, Chris de Jesus um, and another individual, I'm sorry if I forgot, but it's from the East, so... Real quick, man, you want to kind of walk us through that real, real fast? Oh, yeah. I uh, was playing with Frenchie, and uh, our team name was Juggernaut in the South in round two in Dallas. And we were playing against a team called uh, Continuum. And they just squared up and gave me a double catch. Uh, you can see the video on my YouTube page, Meet Dodgeball Productions. That's it. Awesome. I think it's a big deal, man. I I think uh, I know I, I kind of low key talked about the catch champion T-shirt uh, from Ballas Day. Not a shameless plug by any means, but uh, I want to start giving that shirt to some people. Um, some poor kid actually tried to buy the thing. I was like, you, "You're not supposed to buy this. Like, I'm supposed to award it to you when cool stuff is brought to my attention." And I actually had to refund his money. But uh, maybe we'll talk offline and I'll I'll hook you up because uh, I think that's that's worthy of a double catch. Hey. But, uh, but uh, segues aside, so back to uh, back to the West. Well, I mean, I've got my takeaways, but as we were kind of discussing offline again, I think a lot of the stuff that I noticed is probably going to be brought up on its own. So I'll just kind of put myself uh, my notes to the side. Um, in case anybody's wondering, unfortunately, Bill was not able to, uh, to join us tonight uh, due to work, I think, or some kind of thing that was more important than podcasting. I don't know what that would be, but fair enough, Bill. You're off the hook. You gave me notes. So I'm happy. And then um, Ryan Haley was um, kind of wanted to take a break, but he also wanted to give another opportunity for somebody else uh, for you, Nick, which I think is awesome. Um, I know people like different opinions and perspectives, so uh, I'm sure we'll see them again in future recaps to come. But um, yeah, let's just go to the you know the number one takeaway question that I have and start with you, Joe. Um, just what was your I don't know what was your biggest takeaway from round three? Uh, the venue, I loved it it's a like a hockey rink or like a roller hockey rink yep indoor roller hockey uh, we didn't have to worry about uh, the ball like ball control from the six different courts was fantastic uh, you know and obviously balls are going to go flying everywhere as is but um this was very 
low key because it had hard backing um, and all of the courts were in a line. Um, that does bring up that there were three different venues for this for this round. The women were I don't Somewhere I don't even else. know what kind of venue <laughs> that we're playing in, yeah. but it definitely wasn't even close to where we were. And then Coed was in a completely different uh, gym. So you like but the good? Yeah, I was going to say as far as the men's venue, it was uh, fantastic. Yeah, I I got mixed feelings about that kind of turf or or whatever flooring. I don't know what it's called, but like it's, I, I that's where my first competitive dodgeball tournament actually took place. Was uh, this place called Tucson Indoor Sports Center? used to be called Blade World, and you can ask whoever's left of the old Arizona dodgeball players what it was like going down there, and it felt like you were kind of in this, like, arena. You're closed off. You, like, you have to enter through, you know, a special door, you know, the hockey door, whatever you want to call it, and um, I never realized how cool the uh, the control for the balls were. Like, you weren't really uh, chasing after them too much with the exception of, like, that one area, I think, like, towards the center, uh, a ball would potentially fly out of the court or out of the rink, but it has like this really cool, like just, I don't know, you're, you're enclosed kind of feeling. And as far as the, uh, the flooring goes, I don't know if you won't agree, Nick or, or Joe, but I felt like it's a little more forgiving. So I, it didn't have, I didn't have too much of a hard time playing on it, but, um, I don't really slide so much. So I don't know if that impacted anybody else. Um, yeah, sport court. I, I really like playing on sport court. Well, the type of flooring is called sport court and, uh, this is the same tile flooring that we use at the LA Galaxy uh, Soccer Center, uh, where a lot of the past rounds have been played. Uh, the tiles, they're really good to play on. Sometimes they have some padding underneath, but uh, unless the tiles are loose, then it gets really dangerous. But um, the venue in uh, for Open Division, really nice floors. Reminded me of the uh, San Jose round from a couple years ago, where it was also in a hockey rink. Yeah, I yeah. one thing I wanted to say too is like I like this the there's a specific section for spectators and I like the seats. That was, that was kind of cool. Um, I don't really know how how likely it is we'll we'll see that venue again or something like that. But um, at first I was like, geez, why why are we doing three separate areas? It sucks, but whatever. At the end of the day, we're still playing dodgeball, so I was pretty happy. Um, you said that was your only takeaway, Joe, or did you have any others? Yeah, that's all I cared about was the venue. Um, no, there's, uh, uh, there's a couple other things that kind of stood out. Um, I would say that went, uh, and I don't know if it was because ball control was, uh, um, you know, easier to handle because of the venue, but we, we got through the entire round robin of open, um, which normally is a lot of, uh, uh, you know, speeding through or cutting games off and stuff like that. Um, and I, we got, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. We got through all of no sting round Robin as well. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I know I'm relatively new to this, but that seemed to not happen, um, before in previous rounds to be able to get through both round Robins. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't, I don't know what that you can chalk that up to. Maybe people are listening and, and be more attentive to where they're supposed to be. But for me, I don't have anything to base this off of except from like last year, but it felt like, um, I don't think and if Mark's listening, you can correct me, but I don't think he was spending too much time trying to corral people. I think for the most part, people were, were helping out and 
you said it with ball control potentially being a contributor. So I remember looking at my, my watch and I think we were done by like what, 2 PM was when the championships were happening, something around that time frame. And I was pretty shocked. I was like, wow, it's, it's still pretty early. I can still, uh, still have most of my day left, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go into to my stuff later on, but, um, before I ask you, Nick, what your takeaways were, um, I kind of want to ask you the same question, but maybe through like the, a different perspective, Joe, just because you, you kind of have a unique one. And that was just like, how would you sum this up as like your first full year as a as a coach slash captain, um, bringing new people out to elite? Um, a lot of the foam guys, you know, it's awesome seeing them out there, seeing them play, seeing them do really well. But uh, how would you sum that up like as a whole? Um, it is truly all ends like spectrum in the sense that I'm, like, I'm super proud of our guys. We, we came from rec leagues. I mean, I've only been playing dodgeball for coming up on three years now. Um, and I think it's kind of the same for most of my team. Um, we, we had our moments of where, you know, our first round elite was too big for us in that sense that it was overwhelming playing against some of these very experienced teams. Like you come across rise for the first time, who I would venture to say is one of the smartest, most methodical teams that we've played, mm -hmm. um, that like just watching them pick you apart, even though there's nobody on the team that quote unquote, like scares you. Um, and then, so we, we evolved, uh, as rounds went on understanding that like these are just regular people we've played against you know good dodgeball players before we just have to understand our strengths are and then play to those so that was cool um it's also one of the most frustrating things being a team captain uh because you have to put out you have to chase people down for money you have to worry about people dropping like round two we ended up dropping uh, three players and then had to find subs and everything was really discombobulated. Um, and then when you have a game plan of say ball control, and then that goes out the window and everybody starts panicking and you lose matches. Um, it's, uh, it's a little frustrating when, when you're like, okay, we're only going to get rid of one ball don't counter and then all of a sudden you have zero balls um against a full strength squad so but overall it's been an amazing experience and i could not be prouder of one of my players and uh and and to be honest even me like i i build myself as maybe the worst player on the team to start uh and now i feel like we're all you know, we're all markedly better than we were in March. So I only have our, our practices on Sundays to kind of base my opinion off of, but what I saw during uh, Elite, um, I would I would back that up. You guys definitely look like you belong there. And I was just kind of peeking at the uh, the seeding. Um, yeah, to go from 20 last seed from round two, I think, to, to 12 uh, shows that improvement. And looking at the teams that you guys put down or beat, um, even playing against you beating my team, like you guys, I mean, you guys looked like you definitely wanted to be there, the practice shows, and uh, we hope you see more of it. Um, I guess like this is probably now the best time to talk about Cam and his <laughs> amazing play. I, I I wanted to to prolong this to the end, but uh, you know, talking about like rookie mistakes and, and just that frustration. I mean, 
when I saw that that play, um, it was first of all it was phenomenal just seeing him completely clear the air like that and hitting out. Um, I think he got like surge, but he completely forgot that like Allen was was left or no he well, hit, no he so, hit him. so the play and I don't know Nick have have you seen the video or uh, were able to watch this match rise for smash elimination. I saw the clip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is hilarious. Yes. Well, so yeah. So to lay it out for anyone who hasn't seen the clip, um, it is, I think it was Tim Serge, and Allen left. Um, and then it was Ben Grimo and cam on our team and Ben got out Serge, who was on the ground kind of in front of Allen in the neutral zone. Cam jumps crazily in the air, does a cross court on Tim um, and gets him out, which is one of the most beautiful. Like if you could cut that video right there, it would be definitely one of uh, the highlights for sure. And then he celebrates um, as Alan is staring him down. Still very much in the game with the ball in hand too. I might add. (laughs) Um, And then, so he quickly gets cam out and then Ben panics uh, and throws, you know, not from the back line, but he throws at Allen without like pressing him hard, and Allen just catches it and ends that match. So it, it was, was, was incredible. Yeah, and that, I mean that just goes to show our inexperience. Uh, I watched that entire match, and we uh, at the game before that, I believe we had uh, three players, and they were just down to surge, and we didn't we weren't able to close that one out i think i threw the catch because our timing was off um and then somebody else threw a catch and then it was over so um they weren't playing at full strength because i think chris bell had this reason yeah i think uh it's part of like a penalization for supposedly cheating allegedly i think yeah, I don't. I, uh, I don't that. know the story, and I don't. Uh, I don't want to speculate on it. Oh, let's uh, speculate. Sounds like he. Uh, sounds like he got a yellow card then. Probably. Well, no, it was from a preview. Okay, so we're we're going we're diving into it. I was joking, um, but yeah, why not? Let's let's go into it. Yeah, so I get from what I hear, and again, this is all like third party. Allegedly. So I'm I'm only regurgitating what I heard, but it was from the previous round. I guess he had an infraction that got. Uh, um, like looked at on film. Oh yes, yes, yes. I uh, actually kind of know about this situation, and that's exactly what happened. Okay. So he had to sit a couple round robins, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the start of uh, elimination, their their first elimination games. I think yeah, that's the pen- that's the penalty that was incurred. I thought you had to miss some round robin as well, but the the one that actually hurts you is starting a bracket. Yeah. And, and you can't replace that person. So if you have seven people and you got to give up one person tough, like that's the reason I want to talk about it. It's not to pick on Chris at all or anybody that uh, allegedly has these infractions or whatever. It's just, I like that there's a consequence now. I like that if you get hit and you stay in and you knowingly do this, um, it, it's going to come back and, and, and bite you in the rear and impact your team. And there's consequences now like that is, um, Again, not picking on on Chris by any means, but that is such a refreshing thing to see and hear about and see it actually. Imp- um, um, what's the word I'm thinking about? Um, when you when you do something, apply accountability. No, apply. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> words are really hard. Um, now I'm glad it's applied, and I hope that uh, that's just an example. 
and a lesson for other people to, to do the right thing and just helps dodgeball um, progress and is easier on the refs too because they, they can't catch everything. And anyway, um, kind of going further into the rabbit hole there, but um, going back to the, the play and how that's set up and what happened to Cam, I mean, it was still a beautiful play. It was an incredible throw. That kid has incredible air. And um, I mean, that's, I, 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 I mean, I wasn't playing. I was watching. I was like, I think he can recover from that and understand that he what he did was pretty phenomenal. Next time, he just needs to be aware of where everybody's at in regards to who's out and who's still in before you start celebrating. But again, if I if I pulled off a shot like that, I, I'd be pretty pretty excited and, and jazzed up too. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, he's I, I like uh, no offense to the other people on my team, but he is definitely our number one. Um, he's got just a healthy mix like he doesn't have the strongest throw and he's not the most agile but he is he's definitely you know like a 90 like a 98 99 player because he's just all around good at everything but it's just you know at that point it's youth and and um inexperience but he learns real quick and i'm i'm happy that uh i'm sure i'm gonna have to field some he's gonna have to field some calls next season of people wanting to pull him away from me and you know i can't blame him if he does but cam don't leave me don't leave me cam <laughs> start uh start start sweet talking him now because uh, you know people are watching him um i want to go back real quick just because i don't know if i'll have a chance to to air this but i, I do want to apologize to uh dope because evidently i got hit uh per ashley and i'll talk to her later about this uh in a live formats, but, um, or recorded format. But speaking of like, you know, taking your outs, like, so she threw a ball at me and it, I could have sworn it hit the ground and then my shin and I looked at the ref, like, yo, did, did that hit me? And I don't think they caught it or were paying attention or were able to see that. And I looked at Ashley thinking like, yo, am I out or not? Um, and I stayed in just cause I did not think I was out. And then, um, as the game progressed, we won. And then I found out, Oh, they thought I cheated. Oops. And I swore made a bad word. So it's uh, at the at the risk of sounding like a hypocrite, like I, I do still 100% believe in taking your outs, and but I also understand that sometimes you just truly don't know. But for people that are notorious for this, um, I am going to go back and say that I'm glad that there's a consequence for it. Um, not sure how that's going to fit in, but uh, I just wanted to get that off my chest because it was it was eating at me for a while. Yeah, and I'm I'm on your side on that, where especially like with leg shots, where. Uh it could have hit the ground first or something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think, I think when it becomes a regular thing where the refs have to call you out, then that's, you know, that's kind of when, you know, you gain a reputation for that sort of thing. That's not what you want, but I think everybody has to look at the refs at one point in, in chaos and, you know, ask if you're out. Yeah. Yep, I think it's. I think it just with as you said, with all the chaos that's taking place and um, all the adrenaline going. Sometimes you really don't know if you got hit. Like you can't tell if that was a block or if it hit the ground first, or even if it nicked you. Um, and if it does, kudos to you for for taking that. But um, let's actually go to to you next. You, you kind of been silent, but uh, what would you say your biggest takeaways were? Mm, biggest takeaway from round three is uh, in open eight point five. It's the the groups, how uneven the groups were. Uh, if you look 
I was uh, doing some math earlier, and uh, the the average ranking, ending rank of everyone in our group, Joe and Steve, we we're all in the same group, is around, the average rank was around 13. And then the average rank for everyone else in the other group was around eight. So that's how wildly different the two groups were. And I don't know how that ended up or how that happened, but uh, that was a uh, that was huge. That's why I one big reason why LADC ended up in eighth seed. Do you think? Um, I'm glad you pointed that out because I was wondering if that might have been intentional, like if if that was hey let's put the the top teams in a, in a pool with each other and we'll put like the the lower. Of the lower middle to the end um, in a separate, just so that there's that variety, so teams aren't just getting completely um, destroyed. But I don't see a benefit in that. I, I don't know if, um, again, I I don't really know what what to say about that. Like, I don't know if that was intentional or not. But if you guys have opinions on that, um, by all means, chime in. Well, like I made my my thoughts on this clear. I think last episode is that I don't care. Um, and grant granite, I, like you said, we were on the quote unquote easier side. Um, but I, I feel like there should be a, I don't know. We shouldn't be worried about each team and yeah, it does suck going up against like every heavy hitter, um, in round Robin. Cause that's what happened to us, uh, the previous two rounds. Um, but in the end, we're all competitive dodgeball teams and, you know, we should, you know, not shy away from playing any team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I do, I do. I will make it clear. We were on the easy, the quote unquote easier side. I am not disagreeing with that. Well, I remember talking to like uh, teams that weren't like um, Yastuo, for example. Um, I made the comment to EB. I was like, you guys are, you guys are in the, like the meat grinder right now. You guys are in like the tougher bracket. And it wasn't like just, out of like oh thank goodness we're not um i kind of take your side joe like cool um if we have to play against tough teams that's where we're at um it'll just make us have to play harder um but yeah i, I don't know if there was any intent behind that or if that was just an, a, a cha- an opportunity to give teams a, a chance to play in something more their their area i know that there has been talk um and this was brought up from uh, from dylan odin he he was talking about like how there should be a, a separate um like a separate division, um, like pushing towards like a, like a premier league, I guess. And then like a, like a B league. I don't know if there's like a specific term for that, but it's basically teams that I would say maybe towards the end would, would belong in that, that division. And then you'd have like the, the power teams kind of still existing in their own realm. And uh, I know Mark talked about that being a potential thing for this year. Obviously, that for whatever reasons that didn't happen. But I wonder if that's something that we'll look at or we'll see uh, see next year. I don't know if you guys have heard or caught wind of something like that similarly, or or if that's uh, news to you guys or what your thoughts are on that. You're shaking, shaking um, your head, Joe. Yeah, I guess. So. I don't know how you do it because with how. You know, at this point last year, crisis didn't exist. Um, Anarchy came from a different division. Like, it's so... It's tough with how much movement happens in this. Um, And even... So, Heat, from round two to round three, 
had a swing of three different players, two of them being Dylan and Randy, um, which makes them markedly, you know, no offense to the, the other, uh, those other guys, uh, Tyler and Kyle that were in round two, like it makes them better. And then look at headhunters. Like you had Justin round two and um, Billy. Yeah. And Billy, which one. Uh, yeah. And then, so, so in theory and on paper, cool, but until there's, until there's like free agent movement restrictions or any sort of guidelines to jumping division, you know, or jumping like, uh, like West to East and all that sort of stuff. I, I feel like it's an impossible task on top of managing, um, every other aspect of running a tournament. So, yeah, it's definitely got to be like a logistics thing. I mean, it's how, uh, hey, Mark, we want this division or we want you to add this. And it's like some people don't think about what goes into making just one division happen. I mean, we had to, he had to, I should say, I don't know why I said we, but he should, ha- he had to worry about procuring three gems now because of the dates and having to contend with some kind of basketball event taking place. So, throwing on a whole new division and, and as you said trying to deal with how are you going to make sure that the the teams stay in that division that belong there versus the ones that don't and then you got to deal with outliers like like billy coming in um and subbing for a multitude of teams um I, i'm pretty sure it wasn't just out of like complete disregard it, there, there's probably more factors that that play into this that maybe we'll see next year but um i, I do i think as i was telling dylan it's like we all know we should know what elite dodgeball is like the, the 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 term elite is inside the name so we should know what we're getting into like we know it's going to be tough we know we're going to be facing against people that take this very seriously and um if, if you somehow manage to play in this and you, you're crying about how you're just getting smoked then that's kind of on you for not knowing any better um i that's my stance but um yeah we'll, we'll just see how this plays out in the future uh so yeah um, another thing, so now so Mark gets a lot of flack, and uh, I understand there's a lot of chaos. Sometimes it's uh, it's a little disorganized, and I do have my own complaints. But one thing that I noticed that um, I guess kind of irked me a little bit is that the amount of people that left before the day was over and contributed nothing to either cleaning up or helping ref um or ripping up tape or you know whatever it is making it making it easier for the people that were there to the end um and like i understand that on on day two like if like we had to drive out at the end of the day so we left after cleaning up a couple courts and uh refing i think we ref to semis um and then we we took off but uh, yeah, the amount of people that just dipped out and left trash and all that sort of stuff—it's a, a little disheartening. Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of taking off right after open. Um, I just wanted to go recover. Uh, I was maybe I'll, I'll talk about this in my section, but yeah, I was gassed and um, I did my roughing obligation and I just took off. So. I'm one of those guilty members, so sorry. Well, I mean, but you said you did your refing obligations. You weren't a ref for no sting, so you you didn't have to be there. So, like, that's understandable. Um, but yeah, if you were, um, if you're being paid to ref, 
you you know i forget we get paid for that to be honest yeah he he shouldn't have to call people um constantly to ref even though refing is not fun by any stretch of the imagination um it is definitely a necessary evil to make sure that the people that you know are still competing have a fair match yeah i like refing i don't i don't mind it one bit um, yeah, but let's, let's go back to, to you, Nick, uh, just cause I want to make sure that we got all of your takeaways. Um, so aside from, um, the group seemingly uneven, um, did you have any other takeaways for, for round three? Uh, just one more thing. It's the, uh, I think the refs are getting better, progressively better every round. And, um, uh, there seemed to be a lot less yelling at the refs. I don't know if you, uh, saw that Steve or Joe, but. Um, I think we're all getting accustomed to having the refs be the authoritative figures on the court and uh, not yelling back as much as I've seen in the past, definitely. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I did report one team's refs, and I'm not going to say what team, um, for not really paying attention to the game they were refing. Um, and like uh, traditionally, I try to hold off on like, going telling on people but uh yeah i think uh, unless somebody tells you you're not doing it correctly you have no incentive to get better um so but outside of that i i completely agree that um yeah i think it it went smoother and the blow-ups were minimal um, and i think people understand that like it's not if there's a bang bang play and you have to call both parties safe or you have to you know you call it a catch and people are angry like dude it's just we don't want to do it as much as we don't you know, want it to happen to us yeah you just want to be as as impartial and fair as possible and not not uh you don't i don't think there's any refs out there that want to screw a team that are going in there with a hey i cannot wait to uh completely screw over this guy or or I think they're all trying to do their best to to get a good. I think uh, Joe Fernandez goes in there and he's just like, I can't wait to mess this crap up. So uh, there there are going to be the exceptions, and I, I agree. Um, I was just really not wanting to talk about him at all in this podcast. <laughs> so it's freaking. Uh, well, speaking of, speaking <clears throat> of Joe, he was the highlight of that uh, that article. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, could they have found a worse person to. Uh, to advocate for dodgeball um no i think they nailed it if they're trying to detract people speaking of that article obviously we've been joking about you joe but speaking of that article it was i'm sorry it, it's cool I, I agree with any exposure is good exposure but like did that guy even try at all to to write something of value i mean the, the anar- anar- anarchists and then yeah he definitely um half it i guess um it was i didn't total. even read it yeah, it, I mean, it's basically it was like uh, teams are still coming out to Vegas, just like uh, freaking patch patches of hula. I mean, it was just soundbite. Everything any dodgeball's ever heard or any dodgeball player has ever heard about. Oh, you play dodgeball just like the movie. That's that's what that was in that article. It was just it was just that. It was um, but so lazily written. I actually wanted to like look up the author and be like, look, man, if you're gonna write an article, try. But uh, try not to reference a 15 year old movie. Yeah. And you wonder why newspapers are dying, bro. Um, 
No, it's funny because uh, Jake Mason actually had a uh, like a, a TV interview. I haven't um, seen that yet. I'm sure. Yeah, I was he, good. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, and Jake is always personable, and he's a great uh, face for the sport. Um, but the news anchor said something that stuck out to me, and she said, "It's um, oh, so it's like a sport." Um, and he's like, "No, it's a sport." Good for him. So I think people still look at it like. Uh, you know, like a bunch of, just a bunch of people together and 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 having fun and drinking and all that. Which there is that. I, mean, I guess all of that is true. But yeah. um, White Claw Weekend. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, you know, hopefully, as as these news coverage things goes on, um, somebody's going to write an article with some substance and value actually showing it for the the methodical sport it is as opposed to just you know a bunch of people getting out there throwing balls like the average joes or whatever yeah i mean i i don't even mind that so much anymore like yeah i played dodgeball just like and in fact they would even tell people i think um i think it was like my rental person's like hey so why are you in, what brings you to, to vegas and i was like oh i'm here to play dodgeball like oh yeah just like the movies like yep just like the movie i don't even care anymore but it was just like the way it was written. It was just like this guy just, I think, really did not want to write this article. They sent him out on Saturday morning, and he just made the worst possible choice of throwing words together. Um, it was just complete laziness. But I'm glad to see Jake Mason on there. Um, I'm by no means trying to talk him up, but I, I guess I'm going to. Coming from someone that has been in this game for years and, and knowing how many people have tried to step up to the occasion of being the face and voice and authority of dodgeball it is such a refreshing sight to see jake up there and usa dodgeball and and seeing that now being seen as the uh the organizing overall entity and um crappy articles aside it's 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 still it's a good thing and, and i think we're heading in the right direction um but i guess we're kind of going into like my takeaways and i'll, I'll just breeze through them real quick because i still want to get into some more of uh, dylan's notes mostly bills as well uh, for me, obviously, I missed round one and two due to military obligations, and I don't know why I thought in my right mind that I can go in there round three after one or two practices in Phoenix and think I could hang because, my God, was was every single match a freaking struggle. And that is just because uh, of the, the, the evolution that takes place. I mean, you have to, and this is probably not going to be a surprise to anybody, but you have to practice. You have to put the time in, you have to put the work in, and you have to work your ass off to to stay on top of things and, and stay uh i don't want to say on par with people but you have to keep up and uh i was really feeling that not happening at all um i don't i don't think i even started playing dodgeball until like our la our, our first bracket game like that's when i felt like i was like oh i have played this game before i actually know what it's like to catch and, and kind of move out of the way and it was way too late to be of any kind of contribution to my team so i was really kind of just like man if this ever happens again where I'm going to miss uh, more than one round of Elite, I'm going somewhere else. Like I'm going to the South or, or the North or the East, and I'm just going to get that game time in because it's just you, you all are at a level now where it's just you, you can't you can't just show up and think you're going to be okay uh, regardless of how long you've been playing. That that was uh, my biggest takeaway. And it, it was, I kind of think in the back of my mind I knew I should have known better. Like, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's It's the West. But um, I just, yeah, I felt it uh, big time. Um, well, and also you were playing with subs too. Um, so combine the fact that you haven't played with some of the people on your team, 
like yeah it's a it's a perfect storm for uh, just completely in the bed which is exactly what we did um and i, I don't want to bash my own team but um that's another thing too and kind of going back to the whole captain thing being how frustrating it can be just to make sure you get five other people to show up at the right time the right place um it's it's tough and i i I felt that pain many years with uh with team evil back in the day so i definitely sympathize with you on that um but in terms of like just what i'm responsible for on the court like i'm responsible for hitting the people i'm throwing at and catching the balls that are thrown at me couldn't even do that so it, it was definitely um an uphill battle but on a personal scale it was an uphill battle that i could have made easier if i just put the time in so um yeah, I just I'll just go off of that. It was it was it was, it was tough in a, in a good way. I mean, it's you want elite to be continually evolving. Um, we talked about the article. Um, the Open Championships sucked. Um, that was such a disappointment to watch. And like, congratulations to to Crisis for taking it all. And I get like why you wouldn't want to take that seriously because it, it it's of no consequence if you guys lost because you guys already clenched the uh, the West. But like, just because like you see anarchy, I'm, I'm hearing about them. I'm talking about them on the east. I see that they're coming over to the west to play some dodgeball, and I'm seeing crisis in full, full force. I didn't get to see them because I was on the opposite side. So it's like, oh man, this is going to be a battle. Like if, if the the matchup between Rise and Crisis was was any indication of what the championships is going to look like, this is going to be some good dodgeball. So you know, I got some good seats or a good place to stand, and then I just saw them playing, you know, grab all all all. all all four four games um so i don't know if you guys want to echo that at all or if you guys felt the same but i just felt like man i wanted to see some awesome dodgeball now i gotta wait till till nationals but you guys have any thoughts on that like i get it um then i don't fault them for it because yeah you can you can get hurt playing this game at any yeah. point in time also they had another division behind them but i am on your side that like if it were if it were me I would like still have that like oh I want to beat these guys but I still have stuff to prove neither of these teams I feel like have anything to prove um yeah I think so. I think anarchy coming in and taking second they they they've proven that they they are strong strong contenders for the west and it's just one of those things I I, I agree too like why would you risk you know injuring yourself for nationals why would you why would you not want to save yourself for for the next division if you already are going to win? It was just more of like a dang, like I really yeah. wanted a battle and I'm not going to get it. And it's not like they're obligated to to perform for me. So uh, I just wanted to, to throw that out there. And that was something that was also echoed by Isidro Perez. Uh, Perez. He was just like, man, this is kind of lame, man. I was like, yeah, thank you for saying that because I, I was feeling this way too. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say, Nick, or um, any input on the, on those items at all. Yeah, that uh, finals match was trash. I was just busy eating Popeyes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Popeyes is delicious. Um, I will say though, I got I got the championship that I want to see for in, in the co-ed match. That was um, watching Heat go against Echo. That was that was a battle. That was fun to watch. But um, let me move into uh, to to some of Bill's notes real quick. And um, Nick, if you want to chime in, feel free. Same with you, Joe. Um, but just going to kind of read uh, what he's saying. So um, he says, uh, Anarchy lost five matches in open 8.5 round Robin. He wants to know what happened. He'd asked if they were conserving energy. Um, 
kind of hard for us to talk to because again we were on the other side so the fact that they turned that around and ended up taking second shows that maybe they were conserving energy um he talked about how the 8.5 pools didn't really seem like they're well balanced um and we kind of talked about that i think we think we agree there and then um he was also asking what will happen with the west points now that anarchy took second um i don't know if that's impacted anybody or if that changes anything majorly i think it just doesn't matter right like they just yeah it's it's just they get removed from it and then everybody uh moves up yeah, so it's not really a, a big um, a big deal there, I don't think. I'm looking at um, the championship points. Thank you again, Berlina, for for filling this thing out. <laughs> She's actually in this document right now as, as we're talking. And um, Crisis took first, Heat took second, Rise took third. I don't see anything that would have constituted like an outlier. Um, so yeah, they came in, kicked our butts, and they left. So good for them. Um, what else did he say? He said that, um, that Steve Damon hit him in the face. Uh, he said, Steve Damon headshot me the first game. I was coaching Roy Potts. He's great to wake up. So I guess I have this tradition now where I'm going to hit Bill in the face, regardless if he's playing on the court or not. Um, I was, I remember just trying to shag a ball. Um, and I like, a ball came over that was that wasn't part of my court. I picked it up, scooped it up, and just shoveled past it to my to my right without even looking. And I just hear this oh like that, like this this like oh what what, what? like this just shocked noise, this the sound. And then I think I was yeah just so focused on the game I didn't even pay attention. And then Bill later walks up and he's like, dude, you hit me in the face again. I was like, <laughs> what are the odds? So yeah, sorry, Bill. Um, that's just I hopefully that's not a tradition that continues, but uh, we'll see. Uh, he said Showtime continues to impress. Um, were you going to say something about we that, Yeah, we didn't play Showtime at uh, at all this this round. Yeah, we didn't get to either. But uh, I will no, say, but I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I will say that they have definitely been getting a lot better. Um, I remember them from their first debut in 2014, 2015, and uh, they, they weren't really, they, they've come a long way. I'll just leave it at that. Um, LADC picked up some big wins. Um, I don't know if you're able to talk to that at all, Nick, or kind of want to talk to your team about about that potential point. Well, we were pretty much uh, playing really well disciplined, I think, throughout round robin. That contributed to our most of our wins. Uh, we were playing really patiently, and we've been practicing together. Uh, the the core of the team has been practicing together. Um, Showtime holds their Saturday practices out here and a lot of the team goes to those. So, uh, I attribute it all to pretty much all of that. Gotcha. Well, it's good to see that, that, you know, it's showing, um, and other people are, are picking up on that. Um, it's going to continue reading down the list here. Thank you again, Bill, for, for doing this. Um, he said Raiders had two new players that were doing well. Um, they definitely seemed like a team that had been practicing. Um, I think he echoes what you're saying, Joe, as far as this being his favorite venue so far, I would venture to guess it probably has to do with similar reasons that you listed out. Um, he too is disappointed with the 8.5 finals. Um, he says, uh, disappointed 8.5 finals being what they were because Anarchy couldn't actually take first. I understand the logic, especially with injuries on crisis, but as far as, but as a fan, I wasn't thrilled. And again, I think it's just one of those, like I totally get why they were, they were taking it easy and, and, and flowing around versus, uh, you know, going, going ham and risking injuries. So totally not going to blame him for that. It was just, 
I, I want to see some some good dodgeball at the end of the day, and we'll get that in a couple of weeks here. Um, he also wanted to give a shout out to Yastuvo for their dynamic catching ability. He's uh, they're a pretty darn good squad. He tried to sneak in a curse word in there, but I stopped him. Um, yeah, I'll I'll echo that. I mean, we we practice with them from time to time when we get our limited practices in Arizona, and um, uh, yeah, all over. Like every single one of them can make uh, pretty ridiculous clutch catches. catches. Yeah, they're they're they've been around for a while, and it's good to see that they're they're coming back and they're still playing. Um, I was hoping we get a chance to face off against them, but uh, maybe during practice or something. And then he said, uh, it was his first time coaching an elite team. Um, as you guys probably know, Fortune obviously didn't show up, which I think also kind of screwed with the uh, the top five maybe. But um, he said, first time coaching an elite team, saw a lot of benefits, uh, looking to reflect on what he learned. Um, I can see teams wanting to have a coach in the future. So um, I think that's probably one of the things we'll see within the next like two to three years. Like if somebody retires, like maybe they actually want to be a coach. And uh, who knows, that might be the next thing that takes teams to the next level because now we're seeing you know, actual organized practices, we're seeing people watching film. So it just makes sense that the next thing we'll see is, is an actual coach. Um, and then he said that Heat versus Echo co-ed no sting was a crazy game. So I do kind of want to talk about that a little bit. I'll, I'll move that towards the end though. Um, I just want to talk about maybe um, some of the noteworthy seating uh, changes that took place. So obviously this year, Outsiders, or this year, this round, Outsiders wasn't weren't there. So we're looking at um, Crisis, Heat, Rainbows, uh, Thieves seated high, but they ended up, um, I'm not sure who they fell to. But um, when you're looking at this list, Joe, aside from your own team with a huge jump and my team with a huge drop, was there any anything on here that, that kind of surprised you? And I'll go to you, Nick, too, for your input on seating overall. Um, I really thought grit would, you know, should be higher. Um, but I think they were missing. So they're, they're missing Hooch and I don't think David played this time either. Yeah, he was injured. A lot of injuries. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, that, that explains that. But as far as that, um, now the top is it, the top looks like it should, um, I mean, it's nice to see. Like, I would, I would love to have cracked the top ten, um, but uh, no, I, I don't see anything crazy about that. Yeah, it's kind of what you would expect. Um, downpour, I for some reason they, they're sticking out in my mind. Um, I think it might have been because Yastubo said that they played them and they were tough, um, and that's a team that I think has been slowly kind of inching its way up in the rankings. Uh, they looked really good in the co-ed aspect. And um, they're just yeah. one of those, uh, yeah, I think they're, they're... I do have a, na- a note on downpour because that is oh, the thanks. most, ex- uh, for no sting, we had them, I think we were 16, they were 17. Um, and the winner of our match got to play Crisis. So even if we won, we, um, we in a way lost um but we took it to seven and that was the most exciting uh, uh elimination match i've ever been a part of um they uh, actually made me bleed with a no sting ball was um, that the bruise that you were showing uh yesterday? yeah okay yeah so <laughs> no so sting, yeah right? i got hit so hard in the bicep um that it drew blood so nice that that was exciting um <laughs> 
that uh, there was one game there that I made two catches and got like two kills. Um, and so it was a lights out game for me, but we still lost it because the people I brought in ended up throwing catches as well. Oh, um, and it's, it was truly my first time of having like a lights out game and then just watching it slip through my hands. Um, and we ended up losing that series uh, three to four. So did you, uh, so it was just a good match. There wasn't anything spectacular that happened aside from your, some of your, your, your feats. I mean, there was everything, uh, every match had something like exciting happening in it, but nothing like, uh, not like the rise match. Um, or nothing cam worthy. Uh, yeah, it was just it like everything was hard fought. I don't think there was any any matches that ended where one team was a huge lopsided victory over the other. Um, it was just hard fought, which truly a battle between a sixteen and seventeen seed. Um, but uh, gotcha. Yeah, I wanted to say um, going back to Bill's comment about being a coach for the Roybots. Uh, in my opinion, from what I remember from. I think the Tribune tournament back in February, especially last year, I, I feel like they've they're they're getting there. Um, they are looking like they're practicing back at home, or I don't know if the coaching's impacting them, or they're just making smarter plays. But um, I think the experience is showing with them, so I think they're they're definitely improving. And then um, I wanted to comment on Rainbow's not having Michael Coyve now, even though that imp- that improved the whole feel of the weekend with him not being there. Uh, I wonder if that impacted them at all, but um, I know they had uh, Alfred Kwan step in for them, I think as their seventh, and then um, thankfully Ricky uh, decided not to retire, but unfortunately got injured towards the end. So I, I think they had a pretty solid squad. I didn't really see anything too different from them. I think they're, they're very, um, very just good, solid, cohesive team. So it makes sense that they seeded third and ultimately took fourth um, overall. Did you have a chance to play against them at all, Joe? Do you remember your matchup against Rainbows, and do you have any comments on them? Uh, yeah. So uh, again, one of my favorite teams sorry. to play against, um, and like I, I enjoy all of them. It was actually Ricky's birthday, so we uh, we changed our pre-game chant to "Happy Birthday, Ricky." Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, they're I mean, they're just a smart team, and the ball the ball can come from anywhere with 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 danger so um they uh, they've been a huge grinding stone for us because they teach us to play very patient because they like like you know most of these the top half of this list if you make a mistake they'll capitalize oh, yeah. so um yeah it's been uh, it's been great being able to play them for every single uh, round definitely um, how about you, Nick? Looking at the seeds, was there anything that kind of took you by surprise or anything you wanted to comment on? The uh, Actually, Rainbows, we actually 2 owed them. I don't know how that happened, and uh, <laughs> i got to go back and take a look at that video. Um, uh, we did really well. This is actually the best uh, we've performed um, in a round robin over the past three rounds. Um part of that is the group, but the, uh, a lot of it was, like I said, is practice and, and all of that. Uh, I'm curious to see how downpour 
how far they went in the bracket. I, I feel like they went pretty far, but I don't know how far they actually went. They went to, let's see, let's zoom in here real quick. Oh, let's see, they lost the heat. Yep. But they, so they took out Arsenal, which is a pretty big deal. And then they, yeah, they lost to uh, Heat 4-1, to one, I think. So. But, I mean, Heat what, took third, so it was a... Uh, I don't say it was destined to happen, but I mean, it's if you're gonna lose to, if you can get knocked out by a team, it it takes the sting off a little bit if they make it that far, like top three. But uh, what, what were we saying though? No, but uh, downpour has been uh, steadily uh, rising up there over the over the past three rounds. They're always up there, uh, always in a uh, in a high seed, moving far down the bracket, and. They've been playing together for a while, and it's good to see them uh, moving up. Exactly. Yeah, that I keep saying it. That the consistency is, I think, part of uh, what really will make the difference for some of these teams to break out of middle of the pack or at least get into that 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 area. So we kind of talked about like the championship already. Um, again, just it is what it is. Um, but I kind of just want to spend some time. Uh, with no sting so I think what we'll do and uh, this is again no no disrespect or by no means uh, discounting any of the bracket plays that or any of the bracket play that took place but um, I did want to get into no sting briefly since you guys both played so I'll kind of just kind of reset and go back to you Joe with like what, what were your biggest like highlights from the no sting division um, well less ball control so the no stings are obviously um bouncier so we did we did wait for balls a lot more than we did an 8.5 which i think has happened every single time because the no stings will go anywhere um but uh outside of that i don't recall any crazy upsets um and it just uh yeah i, I to be honest i even forget how we seated with that that second half of a day and uh people were drinking uh white claws pretty regularly throughout um the the no sting division so i saw a couple players that were uh maybe less than on top of their game um because they were uh, white girl wasted so oh boy the lighter the ball the more the alcohol comes out yeah <laughs> that almost rhymes like the lighter the ball the more the alcohol uh more claw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually glad. So segue real quick. So one of the reasons why um, I can kind of justify co-ed, although I'm thinking to eat my words now after the fact, is just that co-ed's day two, and there's so many people that were just completely hungover uh, if they even showed up during co-ed. And so it's like, okay, I, I would like to allocate time and a panel and and get get some kind of recap going, but... And I could be wrong, but just my perception is it's still not taken as seriously as, as open is, um, or women's. So co-ed's like that in between, um, where it's like, yeah, cool stuff does happen. Championships are fantastic, but it's such a, I still see it as like the fun division. Um, again, please let me know if I'm wrong, but, um, because of remarks like that, I, I kind of don't really lose sleep over not not covering it just yet um especially when i have the choice between open and women's i'll definitely go for those two 
times all the other divisions out or all the other regions out there. But um, I just want to air that out real quick. But um, going back to um, the no sting division, I mean, um, I'm looking at where you where you seated Joe, uh, Joe, and you guys took 16th is where you seated, and then um, I mean. I don't know what if no sting really changes much in terms of like like teams getting stronger. I would expect to see thieves up there. They seated third, rise seated fourth. Um, Crisis obviously took first. What kind of shocks me is Arsenal seating second. Uh, nothing against Arsenal. I just would I was expecting to see like maybe havoc up there, or um, or anarchy even. Um, and and heat really surprised me. They, for some reason they seated ninth, and I think Dylan said something about that where. Uh, he said Heat had poor round robin, or he had a poor round robin and went through the gauntlet to get to the championship win. So, uh, did you guys face them at all, either you or, or Nick? Uh, yeah. What did they look like? Were they taking it seriously? No, they were. Uh, I forget. I think we got it. Sometimes it's tough to remember this sort of stuff, but I think we won to them in no sting. Like we lost to them, but we still took a game. Um, and yeah, I, to be honest, I can't, I can't speak with any authority cause I, I don't recall, um, no saying I'm, I know we played them in co-ed. Um, so yeah, just edit all of that crap out and move along. Now nah, I'm going to keep it. Um, I wanted to, Nick, maybe you know him, uh, Connor, 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 you Connor Liu. One of the greatest no sting players ever. Thank you for backing that up. I, I I've heard of this person. Um, I think I, I know I recognize the name of the face, and I've seen him play a few times. That that, geez, that guy is uh, insane. But um, has he been around for a while? He's been playing since uh, I don't know, definitely a few years, maybe five years. Uh, he's a player from. He lives in South Orange County, San okay. Clemente, uh, and then plays uh wds uh regularly out here okay, so in la from, comes from what uh do you remember what elite teams he's played on before heat uh zero none of n- no teams really yeah wow. uh he wasn't a he's not an 8.5 guy so that's why you don't see him play 8.5 he's uh no sync and foam yeah um i saw him stretching and warming up just as i was leaving um after 8.5 open and saw him I was like, Oh yeah, that guy's good. I, that was just like my passing. Thought. I was like, of course he, he would come in just for no sting. Um, for some reason, I don't know that that just made sense, but I know that guy definitely, um, adds a lot to, to heat in the no sting realm. Yeah. I will, I, I will definitely back you guys up on Connor as well. Like he's, his, he's got this dirty throw, um, that I know he can throw like a couple inches off the ground and keep it that way. Um, yeah, he's a of a player. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll take that. Um, I was just wondering if he had played previously in other divisions, but um, I think uh, earlier you were talking about offline, Joe. Uh, you had a pretty good match. Uh, the close out a game, or or you started to shine a little bit. Do you want to kind of get into that? Just oh yeah, about? that so in uh, in eight point five bracket play. Um, it was the fourth game and it was one-on-one and I got a closeout catch. Um, that, I think that was kind of maybe one of the highlights 
of the weekend for me is to be able to like be the one that closed out in an elimination match completely. Um, I told my team that if I had missed that catch, I would have just walked out to the parking lot and got in my car and <laughs> gone home, drove off into the sunset because, uh, um, but it was one of those moments where like sometimes the pressure gets like in dodgeball. Like if I'm on a two on one against two really good players, like I'll start freaking out and try and play hero ball. But um, that was one of those matches where it's just, you know, chill out you play your game and play how you play um so it, it felt like a it felt like a milestone for me and uh, gave me a lot of uh, confidence for next season because we are not going to nationals well, that's bummer about nationals but it's good that you guys are gonna continue um yeah just get that get those reps in um you go back to dylan real quick just because um Looks like they did pretty well. I mean, he listed out the top four teams that they beat: Anarchy four to one, Crisis four to three. I wish I saw that game. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a battle. I wonder is he talking about? Uh, yeah, he's talking about their the bracket game. So, any any highlights from there? I mean, don't they have a Crisis? Don't they have Mike McGee on the Nosting team? Uh, um. Or is he still? I think he might have been playing with Anarchy. Yeah, so. I think he was playing with Anarchy for No Sting. Um, okay. I thought he was in. I thought he was on Crisis for something, and I thought it was No Sting. But he did uh, play with Crisis round UDs. two. And um, yeah, and for UDC like back in the day too, I believe. Yep. So, so yeah, that's his. That's his profile pick for. Um, uh, that's for Facebook. So. Gotcha. So that, I mean, obviously you said that was a battle. Was that like, what, what, what ended up giving heat the win? Was it just more firepower, uh, more dodging, more catching? Like, what do you recall from that? Um, I don't think there was one. I think it just, they came out on top. I mean, they're both incredible teams. Um, and I know, especially after having to miss round two, um, Ketchum was fired up to, uh, um, to play again and i don't know i think some like on both on both matches it takes a little bit of luck happening to close out some of these um, and it just the luck i feel like went uh went heat's way because i would i would i would say out of a 20 game series it would be 10 to 10 or 9 to 11 i mean they're just very well even match teams yeah uh, maybe maybe not so much luck, but just one slip up that one team capitalizes on that you just can't get away from. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so for for teams like mine, luck plays a lot. Um, so I guess at that upper echelon, it is yeah, tiny little slip ups and stuff. Just little little chinks in the armor. Um, yeah. What about you, Nick? Um, just spend just a little more time on, on noticing overall. Uh, what were your like biggest takeaways or highlights that you wanted to mention? LADC uh, seated fifth after round robin, and that was uh, the highest we've ever seated in round, uh, round robin for noticing. Um So we, I mean, we were playing well uh, all day, and there's just momentum continued into this round robin. Um, I don't know how many matches we dropped. I think we not dropped. Uh, just a couple of matches, but, uh, yeah, that's why we ended up ranked so high. Uh, and then 
we uh, we pooped the bed against Grit, <laughs> the 12th seed going into in the bracket our first uh, match, and then we lost that four to two. Yeah, so not to add insult to injury, but I wanted to ask about that. Um, I mean, yay, uh, being on Grit last year, happy to see that they 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 went a little further um, than I think they're used to. But um, I mean, pooping the bed did. Any, any players in their end that they were just dominating wise or like more catches or you, they were just like capitalizing on your guys' mistakes? Well, we went up uh, 2-0 at the beginning of that series and I think we maybe uh, rested on our laurels there. Mm. Said, hey, we got this uh, wrapped up in the bag and then all of a sudden you guys win the next four. So Like, oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and then on talked to me after the match. He said, yeah, well, uh, we really decided to change up what we were doing after those first two games and, and focus on getting uh, you out because I was, I guess I was the one that was uh, causing the most uh, um, uh, of their attention, which is kind of my job out there on the right side. Uh, and I, I take a few people down with me, but uh, yeah, they focus on me and then, uh, and then that was the outcome there. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of like a compliment, but it's also pretty frustrating, I'm sure. Like, I just want to play dodgeball. So spending all the time in the queue, getting targeted. Um, want to ask real quick about Thieves, just because I know that this is their realm, um, and it shows by seeding third, and I think even uh, taking third place. No, taking, uh, taking second, excuse me. So any of you guys see them play, either the... Yeah, shoot the championships. Did you guys catch that game? Uh, yeah, I mean it's they're they're. I don't know. I, I would put them in that that uh, that echelon as well, where they're just a well comprised team and they all know what they're doing. Um, there's no. I would say I would say they're like Heat in that sense, where there's no like superstar, but everybody is dangerous on that team. Yeah. And I, I know that, um, I mean, they got Glenn on there who's just got the the wisdom and experience to, to make any any ball work. And then um, Daniel Aureliano, I think. Um, I think he's like a minor league pitcher. So, of course, he's going to have a field day throwing no-sing balls. And then, um, yeah, just, just watching them. I mean, I, they're really good at, at 8.5, but I, I knew that – no thing was going to be where they're going to go furthest. So seeing them uh, take second was not a surprise for me. And they didn't even have a tray this, uh, this round. That's who was missing. I was like, they're missing somebody. Um, wow. That's, that's, well, also, uh, Justin Acton, they, they didn't have him. Uh, I, I think they picked him up last round. So that kid's good when he shows up. Um, I mean, he can basically raise up any team. So missing Trey and, um, and Acton, who knows uh, if they would have given Heat just enough of a of a push to you know make those mistakes and capitalize because it looks like it was a close match four to three for for Heat to take over uh, overall. All right, so I just kind of wanted to I don't want to spend too much time um, again. I, I don't know if it's like the West bias in me. I just feel like I've seen enough that I I feel like it's not the same old story. But um, yeah, I just, I just kind of wanted to, to move on to um, and also just respect you guys' times. I know it's, it's getting kind of late. But I just want to go real quick and just jump to the taco versus pizza question. Um, 
I got you, Joe, for pizza still because you're smart. You're the right person to, to ask this question yeah, to. Well, fun fact, Mark said uh, Smash isn't allowed at uh, Nationals because I'm team pizza. So uh, you'll be hearing from my lawyers, Mr. Acom. Good. I'll, I'll throw into that as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll contact the JAG and I'll, I'll get them on, on Mark real fast. Um, but Nick, so what are you? If you had to choose between one of the two. I'm team fried chicken, then team taco, then team burger, and then team pizza. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it was fun being friends, Nick. Yeah. So. Uh, you were a cool man. I was excited to have you back on, but yeah, go back now. I'll talk to you next year. <laughs> ah, team taco, man. Might win. But we're all team fat kid. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're all team food and, and delicious food at that. Um, Popeye, though. That's good. Good fried chicken. So. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I don't know where to throw that into this war, though. I mean, it's it's really between myself and Sean Anderson. I really need pizza to win, so I might start bribing people. But um, I think uh, I think that's all I really needed. Uh, that's all I had really. Um, I did want to give you guys one one opportunity to any shout outs or any just like last minutes. Uh, I don't know, like save rounds, reattacks, uh, as my colonel would say. Um, and we'll start with you, Joe. Um, now all said and done, I mean, any any last minute things that come to mind before we wrap up? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm thrilled that uh, uh, that I got to play with so many awesome players and, uh, and kind of evolve with them over the um, um, the uh, season. I am being instructed um, to plug my podcast, which is not dodgeball related. Uh, it's called Joe's Try Podcasts, where my buddy Joe and I, who is also a stand-up comic, um, try different genres of podcasts. Um, I don't know how to get it. I think it's on Apple iTunes or something. I'm not the tech guy. Um, but uh, our first episode came out last week. It's a murder podcast. It's not a real murder. Um, just a heads up. Because I've <laughs> gotten very angry comments from people. Um, and then the money management episode should be out in a couple of days. So that'd be funny, actually. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's what, just 25 minutes? Just just, just enough to kind of pay attention to and for you uh, zone it's, out? Yeah, it's 16 minutes. I don't, yeah. I don't respect anybody's attention span um, enough to make it 20 minutes or longer. So. Some people probably thank you for that. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm from a former captain to a current one. I'm, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing for what it's worth. Being able to hang in there, have the drive to go from leaving your rec league to playing elite and bringing five or six people with you and seeing them, giving them the opportunity to get that exposure and seeing that there's more beyond foam rec league is, is awesome and very commendable. And so I appreciate you for doing that. And I hope that, um, you guys do continue next year and we just kind of build and build and show people what's out there. Um, it's a crazy world. It's fun. It's intense. I would, awesome. I would say the hardest, like, uh, because I hired a personal trainer specifically for dodgeball, uh, to help me, um, uh, be better at drops and, and just overall fitness and stuff. But I would say the hardest part about being a captain is, uh, people wanting to join the team. Um, and me having to be like, Oh, honey, no. There's that. <laughs> yeah. 
because because there there are plenty of good rec league players, but um, as I experienced, like you have to be really really open to one coaching, uh, which like I want to give a shout out to a couple people: Nate Evans, uh, Brett Baxter, uh, Ketchum. They they all like kind of took us under their their wings and gave us tips as to how to be a better like elite player and their coaching has been has not gone unnoticed um but yeah it is it is a very big difference to be able to uh succeed in a kind of open gym setting with just pure talent and then having to play smart um in elite so um yeah that's that good stuff nick i know you gotta go uh real quick though how about you yeah, everyone can check out my YouTube channel, Meet Dodgeball Productions. That's where I post all the video uh, videos of our past games. Nice. Uh, just look it up on YouTube, Meet Dodgeball Productions. I think I have a Facebook page with that too. Um, I did not record any of Arsenal's games because that gym was trash. Oh, yeah, the uh, the it's all volleyball? Correct, yeah. yeah. The 49-foot courts. Wow. Hmm. And that is just just to clarify, that's meat as in like M E A T? M E A T. Yeah. Okay. Meat Dodgeball Productions. I just knew that's that my from, old team. Exactly. I knew that was German meat, meat. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean we could probably talk about co ed um at another time. I know we, we I'm slowly starting to work on mini sodes where it's gonna be thirty minutes to forty minutes tops. Uh just trying to respect people's attention spans, but also talk about things that weren't necessarily covered in the recaps or the interviews. So we might actually pocket that and also our take on all stars, uh, for another time. But, um, yeah, I think with, with all that being said, um, thank you guys so much for joining and, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. It's been a blast and you are welcome listeners to be able to enjoy our smooth voices. Oh, Jesus. All right, so that was a recap of the Elite Dodgeball West Round 3 tournament that took place on um, Saturday, July 13th, at least the open and no sting. And a uh, huge thank you to uh, Joe DeFuria for hopping on, as well as Nick Victorian for hopping on. And then also thank you so much, Bill Fisher and Dylan um, Odin, for sending me some notes to talk about. Um, definitely different for myself actually being there. So I was able, I was glad to actually be a part of all the stuff that I've been talking about for, for so many months. And um, as I've been saying, I'm just really excited to seeing how nationals pan out now that all these uh, crazy teams are going to merge together uh, in one glorious weekend. Um, huge congratulations to Crisis for taking first, um, as well as taking first overall in the series. Uh, congratulations to Anarchy for taking second, and then Heat for taking third in uh, 8.5 Open. And then as far as Nosting goes, congratulations to Heat for taking first, These for taking second, and Rainbows for taking third. Again, just uh, let's just see how this all how this all ends. Um, huge thank you to those of you that have submitted uh, comments um, and suggestions through Messenger and in person. It's it's always I, I can't I can't it's describe the feeling I get when when people approach me saying, "Hey, I listen to your podcast all the time. I think it's great. Keep doing keep up the good work. Give me feedback and, and suggestions." It's this really is a labor of love, but uh, when I get comments like that, it just makes me want to do this even more. So on that note, um, please continue to give me your feedback and your uh, suggestions on how to make this better. 
I'm definitely looking forward to producing more mini-sodes, some that are a little bit more quicker. And as I've been saying in the previous precap with Tyler, just stuff that doesn't necessarily get covered or isn't really big enough for an interview or an actual recap. And then last but not least, I'm really looking forward to some interviews uh, down the road. I, I definitely miss those, and I, I love getting to know people in our community a lot more. So be on the lookout for more uh, question requests as, as those play out and as we get past uh, the elite season. Um, with that all being said, um, yeah, I guess we'll just leave it at that. We'll be hopefully be releasing the women's division recap in a few days uh, from when this is released, per usual. But in the meantime, if you're listening, thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. And we'll see you next time. I didn't like that.